millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is getting to become a little bit of a thing where we turn up and someone, one of us or all three of us, are a bit hammered. Are you all right? <laughs> you all right, Phil? I'm a little bit hungover, Tim, uh, but I'm okay. Time to dig in. JB, on the other hand, has just run to the podcast. Uh, no, I've just been in the gym and I broke a cardinal rule. You broke a cardinal rule in yeah. the gym? Hold that. Right, what an amazing tease. You, you, <laughs> uh, right, welcome to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. Hands in, pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. pod. That World Cup is getting ever closer and as we get into the business of the Rugby Championship which is well, another week done and we'll be discussing those games and the Pacific Nations Cup and all the talking points that are coming out of Denver and England's training camp and all the stash that keeps getting unveiled. We've got loads to talk about this week with the usual trio of me, Tim, with him, JB. Good day, Tim. And with him, Phil. Hi, Tim. Uh, so, JB, what, 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 what cardinal rule did you break in the gym? I'm wondering what it might be. Did you... Did you, te- did you like text in between every set did you do some curls in the squat rack no oh, I, I hate that do you know what, I, do you know what I, 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 saw, I saw a funny little thing online though of someone who people oh my god that annoys me so much people in the squat rack just doing oh they were doing shrugs shoulder shrugs today I was like just pick the bar up off the floor yeah, get out of my way get you want to do some, some proper exercises exactly oh, I'm, but, I'm a bit of a shrugger in the, uh, in in the, the squat rack in the squat rack <laughs> but I saw someone who just for a joke and this was, this was online just quite a funny picture they went into the preacher curl thing and did squats in there <laughs> Preacher, the little ones where you yeah. uh, you, oh, yeah. you put your, you put the back of your arms on the pad and you, you just do the bicep curls yeah <laughs> someone just went right in there really awkwardly Doing did some squatting. squats just just doing just what, doing like look. so lowering themselves onto the like pad and then yeah like a seated <gasps> squat yeah like a seated squat wow. just just to, not not to do it but just because they were so annoyed with everyone in the squat rack doing bicep curls anyway jb what did you what, what cardinal rule did you break <laughs> i approached another man in the gym. Uh-oh. It's, do you know those awkward, like, should I should hey. I say hello? Should I not say hello? Do you lift, bro? Basically, yeah, that's Wait, how it was. So this is not someone that you know? No, don't know. Uh, <laughs> saw this guy, massive fella. And then, you know, my spider sense started going off. Rugby shorts. Ah. Uh, are you trying to recruit? So it's one of those, you right, bro? Do you lift? Yeah, do you lift? <laughs> who do you play for? Result. Uh, just moved to Manchester Absolutely huge, second row, just what we need. So then it's like, <laughs> can I have your number? <laughs> so, uh, like, I've got his number. There's like, I'm Jay, by the way, and uh, I'll now be texting him every are day. You, are you done. hungry? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, should we, should we go straight to cocktails? Uh, well, on that one, Jay. Shame. <laughs> Shame. No one's safe. No one's safe. And actually, Shame. because I've got this uh, this platform, if you want to play r- rugby and you're near Broughton Park in Manchester, please come and play rugby. Very good. 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 Right, rugby championship then. Which game do you want to start with? <sighs> I think we should start with New Zealand, South Africa. Okay. We're going chronological, yeah? Well, not even that. Just that's the one I want to talk about most. Go for it. Because that was, I mean, South Africa, are they going to be sitting there scratching their head? Two narrow defeats. Or will they actually be going, no, it's all right, everything's in hand. Or will they be starting, is there creek, I, creeks appearing? I think the press in South Africa will be putting a lot of pressure on them. And possibly undue pressure. Because mm. I've only watched the extended highlights because uh, I was at the wedding. But it looked like they put in a, a very good performance and lost narrowly, as yeah. you said, in the last minute. So yeah. I don't think it should be panic stations. Well, they've lost, but they're still 0-2. O- yeah, they're 0-2. They'll be fighting out for the wooden spoon or whatever the rugby championship equivalent is with Argentina yeah. next next weekend. Oh, we need to know what that is, by the way, because I, I didn't know that it was called the Freedom Cup that New Zealand and <laughs> yeah. South Africa played for, between, by yeah. the way. Uh, well, uh, well, first things first. Everyone in South Africa is very, very keen to see Jan de Villiers get, uh, come back in, as they should be. But those two centres they've got are the real deal. They are brilliant, aren't, aren't they? they? As Phil was telling us a few weeks it wasn't ago. Just. Um, 
Uh, your boy, who I keep forgetting his name, the outside centre. Creel. 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 Jesse wow. Creel. That line. We're two caps in now and we've got two wonder tries. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, and by the way, he only plays 13 for big games. He usually chills out at 15. <laughs> 15. <laughs> uh, and, then, uh, and then his little mate at 12, or not so little mate. Actually, I can't really work it out because he looks normal size. He's so he just, strong. He smashes into so people. So strong, yeah. And it was re- a real eye-opener. And I, I know everyone's going to laugh at me. I think New Zealand are sort of treading water. Yeah, they're winning. Uh, they weren't as convincing as Australia against um, against Argentina, and they only won this game through a dirty little trick. Pro- oh, <laughs> that play. was not a, that was streetwise. Oh, oh you, the line out. Yeah, the that line was, up. That was line out. That was beautiful. Intelligent. Was... Little... I love uh, it when stuff straight off the training ground that you've obviously practiced works. Well, yeah. don't we all? But if that if this is America and this is American football. You would call that a gadget play or a gimmick play, and that basically means that they've run out of ideas and they've oh, uh, basically no. surrendered their basics. No, I completely disagree. That, their I, fundamentals. that innovation is what you celebrate. You don't knock it. We were talking. We were talking last week about uh, Matfield and his, his usefulness. Mm. And you want someone like McCaw's called that line out, or whoever's called that line out knows the area of the pitch, knows the way that the Springboks are defending, knows that it's got a good chance of working, and it's won them a game. It's won them a Test match away from home. Against well, South I don't Africa. think they can do it for much longer because they've got this try from a lineout. McCaw scored it. They've got the yeah. last one which McCaw scored, and that was a kind of gimmicky. Wasn't a gimmick play, but they were rolling one way and then they came off the other side. And I, complete. I, um, and that was a better play. I, I, complete I, ambush. I, I'm kind of a little bit with Phil. I don't think this is a move that they've tried in general to try against anyone. I think they've actually analysed. This is what I'm assuming. They've analysed South Africa in the way they defend and have gone. There's a little weakness there. If we can try and split two islands front and back and yeah. I think we can uh, we can expose them there so I say fair play and, and we've talked about the level of detail that, that a club rugby Saracens will go into mm. I, th- I just when I watched that I thought oh, I loved it I could imagine that's hours of work that a line-out coach has put in yeah the line-out coach Lineout coach would have been loving that well the line-out coach has basically won the last two games so uh, <laughs> you know he's worth every penny yeah uh, I also thought that South Africa Oh, actually, no. Let's talk about South Africa in in a different aspect, which is South Africa played literally played three sevens, and we're talking about Australia playing three sevens. Well, it's actually South Africa <laughs> uh, that went and did exactly the same thing. Well, or in South African, that would be they played three sixes. Three sixes. Three sixes. Yeah. yeah. But three open sides. Yes. Yes. Although Berger is more, he's not a traditional open side, really. No, is he's he? not. Does he wear seven on his back usually? I've got he does he normally wear seven, seven, so he's, so he's normally a six, a blind side, if you like. And Francois Lowe is like kind of a six and a half. Yeah, it's easy to say. Yeah, um, Bruce, they're, is... they're playing three open sides, but when one of the open sides is like six foot four, and, <laughs> and, you know, and it doesn't matter. Eighteen stone. Yeah, Francois Lowe's such an athlete. Yeah, and Bruce, so did anyone see his steal? Mm-hmm. Do you see his face, like like the joy on his face yeah. as he's just ripping this ball away? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, um, did you see the um, uncontested scrums that I think, and and the uh, dispute about the uncontested scrums? Right, I'll admit I did. I've only read about the uncontested scrums. I watched the whole game; but it just didn't click. So they went to uncontested scrums after Yanni Duplessis mm-hmm. started at tight head went off, and then Vincent Kosh mm-hmm. later went off. Now, Trevor um came on, who can play either side, but because he was down as a loose head prop in the subs bench, it meant that they had to go to uncontested scrums. Oh. Jerome, Jerome Garth, Garth said, uh, referee forced them to go to uncontested so scrums. So South Africa wanted to carry on playing? South Africa would have wanted, because their scrum was dominant. Yeah. And they could have put all sorts of pressure on, or continued to put all sorts mm. of pressure, but... That lack of pressure allowed New Zealand to clear their lines, and because um, it's a technical, like, it's a technicality. It's one of those you just think a little bit of common sense. But was that South Africa's fault not listing him as being able to play both sides? I'm not sure where it is. He was down as number seventeen, which is the loose head reserve loose head. Yeah, but I don't know if there is an option <sighs> to say right. This guy is reserve loose head, but he can cover both sides. Look at look what's happening. I know. Surely that's for the referee to say to the captain. Can this guy play? Can do you have a player that can replace this injured player? Yes, we do, and it's not for Jerome exactly. Garcia to decide whether but he's. It, it's because he wasn't listed as such before the oh, game. They can that's, shut that's, up. that's the problem. It's, it's so, so stupid, isn't it? Let the boys play. There but, you go. But <laughs> the Springboks will be furious about that tiny yeah. little error because that could potentially cost them the game because it allowed when New Zealand had Whitelock 
off. When, and South Africa would have been wanting to put loads of pressure on them, them to clear their lines, get the field position, and then build up for the McCaw Just try. hypothetically speaking, say if they went to uncontested scrums and they did that, say, I don't know, 20 minutes to go, so yeah. 60 minute mark, would it be an absolute idiot play to, if New Zealand say, well, we're not scrimmaging um, anymore, 45 year old Woodcock off, um, <laughs> the, you know, whoever else is off, and then bring on two back rows? You well, I, you. I don't know what the the laws are. You 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 can a man can play. Uh, no, you in can't. the front row if it's. Uh, no, 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 no. I think I think you can only replace a front row with a front with row. Front row, even if it's the the scrums are uncontested. Is that right? And if you uh, don't have if you don't have anyone to replace them, you um, go, do you go down a man? You have to go down a man. Ah, uh, yes, uh, you do actually, because I have faked injury once in a cup final, um, because we were getting hammered in scrums. I was playing tight head. Uh, we were down two men. So I can't, you're you're admitting to being so unsporting in a cup final. <laughs> cup final. <laughs> we'll do anything to win our little regional yeah, uh, regional club amateur cup. Yeah, final. and the best thing was there's loads of kids watching too. Uh, <laughs> so they brought me off, and the referee made a mistake of not taking me off at plus another, I think, or something like that. Or if oh, I no, go just off, no one else, you can go come off, back no one else. Can yeah, because yeah, no we had a yellow card at the same time. That's why. Oh, so wow. we get we went down to like thirteen men. So we went to uncontested. And we still lost. We lost in the last play of the game. Probably Ju- deserved. Justice was served. Exactly right. <laughs> uh, but by the way, we've been critical of South Africa's stash. I'm not a big fan of their their World Cup jersey. That no, got not unveiled. really. But I just have to say those those blazers that the coaching team and then the players wear. Yeah, it's just first class. It looks like it's straight off the head of the Henley Regatta, the sides of the River Thames. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. I tell you, the other thing I noticed about the kit is there wasn't a black boot in sight. I mean, if you look at the South African kit, it, it looks like they're off out to a rave. <laughs> the neon boots. Yeah, they're all, they've all got neon boots. <laughs> Richie McCall got another try. 140 test matches he's played. Um, now, I, I mentioned that they won the Freedom Cup. It was the least enthusiastic trophy win celebrations I've ever seen. It's, it's quite a funny video knocking around online of just the, the team ambling over to Richie McCall after he's yeah, picked it up. He pulls it up and they just sit down next to it looking bored out of their minds. But um, mm. they, oh, they've done it again. Yeah. Another win. Not playing brilliantly, but eking it out. I think the treading water, their time will come. No, I, it's going to come. I like what they're doing as well. They're rotating the team a bit. They're getting some... Sopoanga in. Yeah, and uh, Bro- James, all right. James Broadhurst, game time, Cody Taylor coming in. Yeah, um, It's good. They're, they're doing all the right things, I think. The one, tell you the player who impressed me at, for South, Af- South Africa outside of the centres um, was Diego. I thought he had a really strong game L- for... L- yeah. the, the fat second row. Yeah. The and fat baby, baby face second row. There's one time when him and um, Etzebeth... Etzebeth they smashed Broadhurst. Oh. Good God, night. they smashed him. It was ace. <laughs> and just carried him backwards. And I kind of felt like the... kind of like, That pretty much felt like the theme for the entire game, except for when that for when that late try went in from Richard McCall. They did, they did feel like they were just on top. They had the, mm. the edge of, of the two, but uh, obviously not on the scoreboard. That, 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 but that's, that doesn't matter a, ju- a well, dot yeah. to New Zealand. But Here's no. my theory. Okay? Yeah. New Zealand have got to do whatever they've got to do in the World Cup. South Africa now go and play Argentina. They might get the win, they might not. But those two centres who are basically a new pairing, they get a bit better. Diego get, gets more gets more experience. As a team, they start to grow. They come into the, to the World Cup, they then get one of the best eights in the world, and then they've got four warm-up games. I mean, who's going to trouble South Africa in, in, in that group? They'll have... No, no one. No, and then no by, one will really. They'll, they'll have a physical game against Samoa. Yeah, of yeah. course. Um, and then uh, that'll but, be about but it. realistically... Scot- Scotland... And then you're going to have this powerhouse of a team who are only going to get stronger and stronger and stronger into the knockout stages. Well, they play whoever finishes second yeah. in England and Wales yeah. group. And Martin Johnson describes the World Cup as two seasons, but effectively the, the group stage and the knockout uh, is kind of two, two separate oh, it entities. Makes sense. Two completely separate entities. Now, here's a fact for you, and I'm, I'm going to take over from Phil's. <laughs> you probably, I bet Phil will have known this fact anyway. No... New Zealand, South Africa or Australia side has ever won a rugby championship and a World Cup in the same year. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, another fact. Yes, just, Phil. Just, just from that game. Um, going into that game, uh, Heinrich Brousseau had played New Zealand four times, beaten New Zealand four times. He was, had a 100% record wow. going into that game against New Zealand. Fact. 
Wow. So I, I can't believe any other player in the world has got that, that kind of record or and did have that kind of record. Another stat that emerged this week, since 2003, so what we're talking 12, nearly 13 years, New Zealand have spent a full cumulative 10-year period at number one in the world rankings. Fact. Yeah. So <laughs> they are they, could they arguably be, if they were to win in uh, this later this year, uh, a couple of months, could they arguably be the best sporting team ever? Are they already that? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's not obviously, many teams that have had such a dynasty. I mean, it's a strong argument. I, I'd say Toulon probably trump that in but terms of won not, the top competition three times on the bounce. Yeah, but not the longevity. Like Leinster won three in four years, didn't they? Yeah, Leinster would. I mean, but in, in all of sports, yeah. I mean, quite possibly, quite possibly, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, to be that dominant right, right we'll get back into the well, bearing in mind there's that fact in mind that no team has won the rugby championship and the world cup in the same year uh, we'll get to Australia Argentina in just a second because it is going to be Australia against New Zealand in that shootout for the victory in two weeks time um, but quickly then we'll get through as we're doing our best all time 15s for the clubs in the premiership we're down to fifth place in the league which is Exeter Chiefs so in the professional era, the best 15 players that have worn the Exeter Chiefs shirt. And thank you very much for this help you've given us on this at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. You've helped steer us a little bit in some of our decisions. So I'm just going to go through. Tell me if you disagree with this. Fullback Luke Arscott. Uh, apparently we can't have him, but yes, fullback Luke Arscott. Can't, I can't. Yeah, that's that's one Exeter Chiefs fan who won't tell us any information says that <laughs> there are reasons why we don't want Luke Arscott, but... He's... Because his brother skips leg days. <laughs> a massive upper body though, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, uh, Matt Jess, one of the best players ever. He could well be Exeter Chiefs' best ever player. Mm. Yeah, and he's, he's been there a long time a as long, well. A long, long time. Uh, him and Jack Noel on the wings. What about Dolman? Dolman hasn't made this 15. Ooh. But uh, Witten and Schumacher in the centres. Uh, Gareth Steenson, Steenson at 10. No, 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 no Slade, no Slade. Uh, play, I can understand no Slade's, Hill. Slade's, no Slade's Hill. had one season. Yeah, Slade's had not much time. I think he will be. The problem yeah, is they've, they've only had like four seasons well, in the Premiership. Yeah, this and you've got it. to go with their highest ever finish. Oh, hang on, is this the highest finish? Or is it a joint? Yeah, okay. Go, 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 on, go on, sorry. Well, no, that's all right. You can, you can disagree. You can you can say honourable mention for Slade. Maybe maybe you think yeah. he should have got in there. Uh, in, in a couple of years, he Hayden, definitely Hayden will be. Thomas at nine. Yeah. yeah. And forwards, back row of Big Dave Viewers at eight. 100%. Tom Johnson at six. Completely agree. James Skaysbrook at seven. Oh. Mm-hmm. Nice. He, there was a period when they first get, because he played for them in the championship. Yeah. Uh, got them promoted and played in every single game. For, I think for two and a half, three years in the premiership, he never missed a single game. And he was, he, he I think he, as much as anyone, epitomised kind of everything. He wasn't a big name. He'd come from Bath and, yeah. and sort of had never been used and then found a new home in Exeter who loved him, took care of him, and he just was I, hard as nails. Fortunately, I'll always hold it against him that he's got silly tattoos. Uh, the stars on his yeah, elbows. Pathetic. But, um, <laughs> but I'll always hold it for him that he... he my, my missus does a bit of painting, and when we were living in... My brother played uh, 21s at Bath with him, and he bought some artwork off us. So he's got, he's oh, got, he's, he's got one of, he's got one of <laughs> my, wife, take, my wife's paintings on his wall, so I'll, the, uh, I'll have that. The other uh, name for... At the back row, number eight could be Richard Baxter. That's what I was going to But for. he only played like maybe one season. And uh, also, if you put the picks the team, I mean, you're probably not as good as <laughs> Yeah, team. you get an easy yeah. ride, don't well, you? The <laughs> other, really, the, Will Johnson played for Leicester. The other one that was a, the other one that was a fan's favourite, but he was only there for a couple of years. Um, but he would, but he was awesome in the time he was there, Andy Beattie, but obviously mm-hmm. not in the Premiership. And also, Waldron's like the Premiership's top try scorer. Yeah. From eight. You've got Just a, one season, yeah. though. Yeah. Well, yeah, but because it's such a, such a good new season. club. Yeah. It's well, not a new club, but you know. Rugby podcast, you can disagree with us if you want, Exeter Chiefs fans. Uh, Second row, there's only one. Dean Mum. Correct. To- <laughs> and Tommy Hayes, former captain. Fine. Yeah. Uh, in the front row, Chris Budgen. Mm, nice. And then I thought Hawani Tui was probably the, the best in the professional era at Loosehead, but I don't know, maybe you just, uh, it was a bit tough to pick, and I didn't know about the hooker too much as well. I didn't I didn't know whether you go Neil Clark because he spent the time in the early days there. I, I... Well, you've got to win a cup final tomorrow and all you've got is the players who played for Exeter recently. That's how I kind of do it. So, I mean, I suppose Yen, I mean, Yendel is a backup, uh... but he has got game time. Yeah. He's done well. Or Mullet-Dickey. Mullet-Dickey. <laughs> At Rugby Podcast on Twitter, who's sixth place in the table then? Was that Wasps? 
I think it was. That's Ross. going to be a great team. Oh, yeah, that, that will be. That is good. Do you want to take that one, Phil? Yeah I'll, yeah, I'll go with that one. Your eyes are glistening at the thought of <laughs> it, having to pick that. It's a t- you're happy now, but then when you've got to pick between those players, yeah. Um, well, they've got some amazing players. In fact, just you put Delaney at blindside. <laughs> no Joe chance. Joe Worsley. No chance. S- seven. Delaney, Worsley, Nathan Hughes. Oh. Hmm. Or, or Betson, you can throw Betson in there. What about volley. Anyway, we'll get into that next week. Uh, uh, if you're a Wasp fan, rugby podcast on Twitter. Tell Phil who should make the 15. X the Chiefs. If you disagree with my selection, then get in touch and let me know. Uh, Argentina, Australia. I'm I'm feeling like the bubble might have burst a little bit for Argentina. They they beat yeah. Australia last year. Yeah, but this is a different Australia team, and they're very very good. Uh, now, first first things first. Uh, Argentina came out. They smashed. Uh, Australia in both the anthems and, and the kit. I mean that kit. I do. I love. That I love, kit is gorgeous. That away kit it? is lovely. Like the is it uh, like the, kit. the light blue details. Mm. Now I wasn't aware. I mean I'm an idiot, so you know that, that's that. But I wasn't aware <laughs> that blue and white hoops clashed with green and gold. But apparently it does. And you do need to wear your change kit. So that's what happened there. Um, in the Argentina play in the World Cup against someone, and we're not going to get to see that change kit apparently, because Argentina oh. elected to be the home team. I think it was against... Is, is it... Uh, hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know who they're playing, but they've, they've, they've elected to be the home team. They won a coin toss and they're their the oh. home team. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Just a, something made me, made me giggle. They played last night in uh, Estadio Malvinas. Now, I'm pretty sure... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that translates into Stadium Falklands, right? Stadium Falkland Islands. Stadium Falkland Islands. But it doesn't because they don't recognise the Falkland Island. It is Las Malvinas. Oh, then I'm not going to uh, re- um, recognise Las Malvinas. <laughs> the answers were brilliant. They, I, the passion is... I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But, and for 40 minutes, you know, they... They gave a really good account of themselves. Well, what was it at half time? Like six nine or something? Or? Ten six ten nine. Uh, there wasn't much in it. No, it was a few points in it. Yeah, ten, because ten eight maybe. Aus- I don't know. Australia scored two converted tries in the last four minutes. Yeah. Oh. So to give that, it, yeah. it gives a perception. The score line gives a perception that it was very one sided. Yeah. Um, oh, also before the game, did you spot the James Slipper? When they showed up, his little uh, when they when they go through the team and show the picture and the, oh, yeah. they showed him up as seventy eight kgs. You lose oh, really? said prop is seventy eight kg. Wow, no wonder he struggled. <laughs> uh, there was one scrum, and actually Australia's scrum did really well. Um, then they're by no means the joke that we always say about you know Australian scrimmaging or or, or rest of it. At one point, about 60, 60 minutes in, uh, uh, the Argentina scrum was so dominant. That they won a penalty, but instead of taking the penalty, they went from basically their own twenty-two to the opposition ten, and it's all <laughs> off like forty-meter scrum. Well, no, no, it it was a scrum which pushed them back about five meters because because they're in such disarray. When they broke off, broke off uh, off the scrum, there's all sorts of space. They just didn't want to put the ball in touch, did they? The no, whole game, Argentina. They were not interested. Which Unfortunately, is that did mean they kicked one straight down Izzy Falau's throat oh. and an easy two passes and Tamani's in. Yeah, do not kick to oh. Israel Falau. Well, okay. So, uh, Quake Cooper got a yellow card. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Um, I mean, it was one of those ones which the Argentine player shouldn't have gone down. Uh, the Argentines love a whinge. Have you noticed that? <laughs> they love a whinge and they love to boo, uh, to boo the kickers. Um, anyway. All right, so, Clarkson. Right. So, <laughs> uh, Izzy Falau is chasing a high ball uh, the Argentine fullback goes up, his back is turned, and Izzy Flau just clatters right into him. Uh, he's in the air, and the guy falls backwards onto Israel, onto Israel Flau. Uh, to me, if you're going to red card Jared Payne, that has no, to be a card. But, but the guy landed, he didn't, the guy landed safely. Well, no, he landed on, on Israel Flau's knees. Yeah, yeah I know, but, but that, that on is... On his back. But the guy, yeah, Israel Flau hit him in the air, Yeah, and that was a penalty. The guy landed... So quite, quite on... comfortably, safety, safely. He landed. Um, he, he didn't land in a, a dangerous way. Oh, so I think that's he did. What, that's I why think they he landed. Went. He could was have, lucky not to be could, injured. Could have been a yellow potentially. I, I agree. I, I get. It's not there. red. Definitely not. Definitely red. not red. Definitely I not thought red. Mm, that's interesting, mm. and I quite like the way that it was officiated. But then I think, fast forward to Quade Cooper's yellow. That's nowhere near a yellow card. Yeah. Especially because the, the, the um, whoever it was who got tackled just threw themselves to, to, to the floor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, the the Adam Ashley Cooper try was something special, wasn't it? 
Yes. Uh, well, I think we should call it the Israel Falau try. <laughs> because that's basically what it was. But uh, the, the quick hands from Kurtley Beale as well. He got yeah. the ball and man diving on his back and he just... Lovely, delicate little pass. You just mentioned and then the finish. Yeah, exactly. You just mentioned uh, Kurtley Beale there, and I, I, something I I was thinking earlier is, and we, I think we might have mentioned it before, but the Southern Hemisphere seem to just do these plays. And you mentioned Jesse Creel goes fifteen, thirteen. What is it about those Southern Hemisphere sides? Well, the Sansa teams, New Zealand, South Africa, Australia, that mean that they can just have these players interchangeable in the back line so yeah. comfortable yeah. wherever they play. You know, Ben Smith, chuck him on the wing. Yeah, he still looks international class. Yeah. Fullback. yeah, well, yeah, I, I think to a certain degree it might be to do with the opposition uh, because they did interchange and they bought Quade Cooper on at 12. Now, Quade Cooper's a marvellous, marvellous player, but why weren't Argent- uh, Argentina just exploiting Foley and Cooper? Everything I had would be d- d- down that d- channel. D- d- down that channel? Because you, you put Australia can put Pocock there and just stop everything. Guess so. Just use that. Mm. There were some really good tries in that game because right. the Tamani try oh, at the start was great. Is it, is Dean, Dean Mum. Oh. I'm going to put a try. Tamani. Is there a player in world rugby who whose name most suits the accent where he comes from? Tamani. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I like this one. There was a picture of Dean Mum with uh, Milf at the top. Mum, <laughs> Mum, I'd like to field. <laughs> uh, he's back, isn't he? He's he back. is awesome. He did a great impression of Dean Mum as soon as he got on, got on the field. <laughs> he was mega. Yeah, that was quality, wasn't and it? God, uh, tell you what, Exeter will miss him. Yeah, he's such a good player. Jeff Parling's pretty tidy though. He is, but Jeff Parling does things differently to Dean Mum. He's a good replacement, but he's not got that got that running game. Yeah, but do you want a second row who can uh, score well, forty yard tries, or do you want one who's gonna Win ninety nine percent of your line outs. Well, lu- who's going to grind it out? Well, luckily they're not mutually exclusive because Demon does, all does of that. both. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. It's pretty. And I think he might good. be like the number one signing for Australia from the World Cup. I think he's a brilliant player. Just um, an interesting point from uh, this game about the scrums, particularly the Australian scrum. Do you know who the Australian forwards coach is at the moment? I think I do actually. It uh, is an Argentinian. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, it's Mar- Ledesma, is it? Mario Ledesma. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Yes, of course it is. So he's been brought in to shore up their scrum and obviously line out and, and everything. Uh, I think he just showed up on day one, just just disgusted <laughs> with like, what he said. If he had any hair, he'd be ripping it out. <laughs> yeah. What is throwing this? his rule book on the floor? Called, yeah, he called the front row over for a meeting and then got dismissed a, them. Got, 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 got him in a circle, spat on the floor, and walked off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're all re-interviewing for your jobs. <laughs> So Argentina and New Zealand, we've got, we'll talk about the, the match-up next week, but one of those two teams, Australia and New Zealand, sorry, uh, yeah, will, will be the Rugby Championship victors in the showdown in Sydney. Um, have you seen the Quade Cooper tweet from was this morning? It, was it definitely from Quade Cooper's account? Have, yes. Have we verified? It was definitely... Because I, I, I saw it, Phil, and thought, that no, that must be a fake account. It can't be real. So Quade, apparently he's not there now. No, he's deleted it, but he has put up a... He has put up an apology on his account saying, so, sorry for the offensive language. So it said, and I quote, I quote Quay Cooper, invite me to your next team discussion. And uh, um, So I'm not going to do the accent. No, please can, do. <laughs> all right, I will. Um, invite me to the next team discussion and then ask me how much I give up about team selection. Zero given. Is he ta- he must be talking about his own squad. He must be talking about because he'll be in, he's in Argentina at the moment. Like what? He's not going to be being invited in by the Argentinians no, for their no. squad chat. What? I, I, I don't fully understand. I don't know what it. Has he been out on the beers? You reckon? He said, <sighs> maybe. It's just. Oh, and is he upset for not starting, or what's the what's the gist here? I don't know. It was it was after the the game. I well, think. Tell you what, if my job was fly half and kicker and I watched Bernard Foley kick all day, I'd, I'd be upset. Invite me to your next team discussion, then ask me how much I give an F about your team selection. So, zero Was F he invited given. to a team discussion and then not selected? I don't know, but it, it has caused some speculation about this. Uh, ARU deal that's supposedly on the table and the Toulon deal that's supposedly off might... Maraboujalad getting excited somehow, again? Yeah, it might 
somehow turn itself around the other oh, direction. Quid, uh, we just put another zero on the end. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Because the deal, the ARU deal, is very interesting from the Seven's point of view. Because both him and Henry Spate have, in the last few weeks, or whether Quade Cooper has actually signed his deal, they've both got deals on the table that allows them to play in the Sevens tournaments next year. In the Olympic Games. To then qualify enough tournaments to play in the Olympic Games. So Australia are having this push for the Olympic Games. It'll be interesting to see which other of the um, countries. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Follow. Quake Cooper wants to play sevens. Yeah. He wants to win a gold medal. Oh, you've got to be very Everyone careful. Everyone wants to win a... Yeah, agreed. But you've got to be very careful what you wish for. Because it's such a completely different game. I think you can't play high-level sevens without ruining your 15s game. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't think I think someone. I think someone like Quake Cooper... Man, can... Quake Cooper, yeah. An outside back can get away with it. But yeah. say if you're like a flanker come sevens player, yes. you've got to make your decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, You'll be one other for that, but outside backs and someone like Quade Cooper who can throw the yeah. ball about and step and do do basically everything. Um, he doesn't tackle, so that's not really an issue. So, uh, so coming the Olympics, will Great Britain have a team? Will it be a Lions Sevens team? It, it's not a Lions Sevens team because Ireland are separate. Okay, well they're not going to win. And then so this great, are, great Britain and Northern Ireland, it would be. But well, but not that, the, do, there's do another, we get Tommy Bell. Well, that's there's another issue. This question was asked on Twitter, and I did some digging. And the Northern Irish players are contracted to the IRU. So they would be eligible to play for the Great Britain team, but the IRU have said they can't play. So as things stand, Tommy Bo- Tommy Bow isn't allowed to play because the IRU won't let him. Hmm. Which is very... As far as Tommy Bow or So Trimble it's, good. it's or, basically Wales, England and Hogg. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I, how I read it. Wow, yeah. that's quite exciting. I, I bet Tim Vessa's pretty handy at sevens, though. Yeah, he'd be quite because he could play as a prop in some yeah. big because he's a big boy. We'll do a bit more digging on that one, but let's change uh, tack. We, we don't know what's going to come of the Quay Cooper thing. If anything, we'll, we'll wait and see what what gives with that one. But more stuff out of the England camp in Denver. Um, and more concerning Sam Burgess. So last week, of course, Stuart Lancaster, as we talked about on the podcast, was, was saying we're, we're treating him as a centre. Mike Ford from Bath has then asked, Stuart Lancaster sees Sam Burgess as a centre. What do you think? He says, no, no, he's a blindside. Um, it's <laughs> completely right. Yeah, it, it is right. I, as I said last week, all I think Lancaster is saying is he cannot consider him as a six because he, he can't jump in the line out at the moment. So he can only consider him as a centre, which means he won't go to the World Cup. Could Rob Shaw not do that jumping role a bit more? Because Lancaster said the six in their line-out is, is so important. Yeah. But... Uh, so, uh, well, I'm sure he could Everyone do. else in that England team can jump. I mean, he can probably... No, Vinopola and Ben Morgan can't. That's oh, kind of yeah. the point. That's yeah. why, yeah. That's why well, the ben, six no, is ben so Morgan important. Ben Morgan can. Ben Morgan is looking no, lean No, he can't. He can't. That's why the six is so important, because you've got two uh, massive lumps. Yeah. Well, you. well, they've also said Billy Vanapolo's fitter than he's ever been. But he, he still weighs... It's all relative. Yeah. <laughs> north of 130 kg. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So even with uh, Courtney Laws and Dave Atwoods or Parlins or Longsbury... Who's unfeasibly large? Oh, Skelton. 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 And he is a big boy. He's huge. Yeah, he's he is. 146 kg, something like it's, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I've seen someone else go up. But it's, awesome it's also about speed. Like, they can lift Billy. Billy occasionally jumps for Saracens, but as a, as, a, as a dummy jumper, it never goes to him because he can never get up fast enough. That's the issue. Mm. Skelton is six foot ten, so he doesn't yeah. need to be, get up as, as fast because his reach is so what good. What I think this demonstrates, this whole thing, Mike Ford saying that, Stuart Lancaster saying that, is that... 
I feel sorry for Sam Burgess, and the reason I feel sorry for him is because a deal couldn't be struck that the the RFU wanted to be struck, which was that they paid a little bit more of the money to get him over, but then they had a little bit more of the coaching. As a result, it means Sam Burgess hasn't had access to the England coaches all season, which is what Stuart Lancaster wanted in the first place. He wanted him to come over from Rugby League, and he wanted the RFU to to take him away at times and do extra coaching yeah, outside of his stuff with Bath to develop him in and if they wanted him as I a 12 that, right? if they wanted him as a 12 you just give him Andy Farrell Andy Farrell is your, your, your his shadow and Mike Cat. Andy Farrell Mike Cat. Mike Cat. Mike Cat. Mike Cat more than Mike Cat. Andy Farrell wasn't a good 12 Mike Cat. Mike Cat. Mike Cat. Mike Cat. Mike Cat. So so you see even that even with that right even with that even if they said right you can have Sam Burgess all you want they're going to have Sam Burgess in a field on his own with Mike Cat. there's only so much good work you can do <laughs> leave him at Bath and let the people that know stuff do things with him. Yeah, like, just I've seen as it. much game time as possible. That is the most important thing. Yeah, I've seen it, him in at centre and it's not it's not a pretty sight. No. I've seen I, him at it, six. And I'm very excited. He's a proficient Premiership centre. Yeah, but he wouldn't be on England's radar as a centre based I on his Premiership performance. Think Rob Shaw could be a proficient semi uh, like Premiership centre. There's something about yeah. it. There's something about this whole thing. I mean, Phil, as soon as Stuart Lancaster said that we're considering him as a centre, you wrote him off of the of the World Cup oh, squad categorically. Short of you, you think a catastrophe of injuries. Yeah, you think mm. he's gone straight away in the first tranche of people that go from this yeah, 45 and if that's the case as well if yeah. there's an injury to the, four, to the 45 man squad sorry the squad that goes he will not be the first man, man called up which yeah. is why I think it's a fast I, no, do you there. know what I think he's gonna I think he's gonna last longer than Billy Twelve Trees, and I think he's gonna last longer than Kyle Eastman if you think I've, oh. I've, I've just oh my word I just sense that he's going to oh my word imagine imagine gonna, you need a centre at some final, point he's going to play and Sam Burgess rather than those two you, and, you deserve he's everything facing, you get facing off against Fekitor and Sonny Bill yeah or Manonu and Conrad Smith yeah uh, <laughs> in the Fa- same game Andy Farrell Useless. Wasn't a good centre. No, I know. He, he I went, know. But he went to a World, he went to a World Cup. Cup. But he that was that was the dark years of England. Yeah. Even though they made a World Cup final. Oh, yes. yes. He played. He played <laughs> in a World Cup final. <laughs> Andy Farrell played in a World Cup final. Uh, right. Um, Sam Burgess, though, I have, to, I have to give him credit for one thing for sure. A bit of banter. So <laughs> I, think I, have, I think I might have seen this. <laughs> There's a picture of James Haskell uh, with his top off, flexing, and uh, at a. At a Baseball game, I'm assuming a Denver someone. Denver Oreos? Nuggets, is it? No, Dunga Nuggets is the... Oreos is... Is it Orioles? Uh, no, they no. are Baltimore. Denver Rockies, I think. Denver. Anyway, wherever, whatever the Denver baseball team is. The Nuggets are the basketball team, aren't they? Uh, yeah. I need to find out now. Let's stop this podcast <laughs> to find out. Um, James Haskell was flexing top off and Sam Burgess has replied to his Instagram picture saying, uh, has there been a robbery? Looks like someone stole your chest. Hooray! <laughs> that's, that's the picture, yeah. that's the picture. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. Tell you what, Haskell's going places. I can't wait for him to actually retire so we can do podcasts and <laughs> sell more coffee and be more in like the public uh, in the public eye. Have you seen his picture, his profile picture on Instagram? Nope. I want to though. It's it's there. He's, He's got like, a bigger chest there. He, he does, he, Haskell has got a pretty big chest. Such a lad. It's like him at a music festival, tops off, sunglasses yeah. on. That's what we want to see more of. Yes, we do want to see more <laughs> yeah, of that. Yeah. But I, I love Haskell as a bloke and I think he's a solid player. Personally, World Cup final, I don't want Haskell in my England team. But that, uh, but, uh, I yeah, do. I, I know you love him, but yeah, that's fine. I, I probably... Colorado Rockies, told you. Colorado Rockies, there very you go. good. I probably wouldn't have him as well. Hmm. I, but you probably have to one... pick him above Sam. I don't know. I would definitely pick him above Sam. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's six. But Burgess is centre. I want the three best available players in the back row. Pick, pick your four England centres for the World Cup now. Go, JB. Uh, so starters, come back to me. Uh, I would have Barrett and Joseph starting. I would have Slade as a utility in there, and probably maybe Burrell. But I don't think his passing is good enough. So maybe Eastmond. I'm good. Maybe Eastmond. I would go uh, Barrett, Joseph, Burrell, and probably Slade with Burgess like first reserve if someone gets injured. Eastmond, Joseph, um, uh, the guy we just said, uh, Burrell, and I'll tell you who I'm. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm 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 open to the third. I'm not that the, bothered. The one I was most disappointed about who left the squad in that first wave was Elliot, Elliot Daly. Elliot yeah. Daly, gas to burn, and he can play on the wing as well. Slade, and utility, and full back. Yeah, Slade, Slade's the one that, that I'd be taking. Yeah, he plays thirteen to fifteen, 
gas to burn. One of the best. He is one of those guys, like I was just talking about in the Southern Hemisphere. We don't have many players who are kind of adaptable and can play well, just across the whole bat line. We probably he just can. don't rate them. And he's he's the only one who is a like for like with Jonathan Joseph. Mm. If Jonathan go- Joseph goes out, you've got to kind of change everything. Tact. Yeah. Good I- point. <sighs> Good point. Right, hmm. well, we'll see. I think it's two weeks before they announce the nine players that are leaving the party before they come back for the for the matches against France. We're only two weeks away, aren't we, from the Wales-Ireland game? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Um, okay, right, we've got Stash Watch still to do. Um, we've also got some rugby champion, uh, not rugby championship, Pacific Nations Cup matches to talk about. Let's talk Stash. Let's do that. Let's do that. Hold on, there we go. Stash! And uh, let's talk about the kit that Sam Burgess will be wearing next season in the Viva Premiership. Bath, yeah. Bath Rugby's kit has been uh, unveiled by Canterbury. Very nice indeed. Do you know what? It's keep it simple, stupid, isn't it? It's like correct. Simple. They've got the classic blue, black, and white hoops. Hoops on socks as well. Uh, simple things. Gold. But... I, I I love thin striped socks. Yeah. I mean, more. I, I'd have a more thin stripe than Bath have, but I love. I don't know. I don't mind a, a chunkier stripe on my sock. Yeah, I think they've got it. Just not too chunky. Mm. Not too chunky. You don't want it too chunky. Yeah. Thirds third to be nice. Uh, but but the gold detail, it was the pick. Phil was quite right. Phil said they it got the pit, the kit did get leaked on a key ring, and the, quite an incredible <laughs> way to get and, a kit. It, yeah. and it, it was the kit that got leaked on a key ring. I'm so happy with my brand new Sam Burgess vest. Oh, yeah, yeah, you came round to my house the I've other been night. Been wearing to it. Phil's house in it, and I've been to the gym twice in it. I coached one session of rugby in it. Has it been washed yet? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been washed. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, JP got uh, got the vest that Sam Burgess was modelling in the pictures earlier this summer. What did you tell me about the sizes, Jay? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I put on this vest. It um, It's extra large uh, and it's pretty tight. It I mean, is There's it not is really tight. much room for me to, uh, to, uh, to, to manoeuvre. And my wife goes, um, what size is Sam Burgess? I went, large. <laughs> <laughs> it's the other size up. <laughs> Correct. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I believe that. No, I'm not. That's 100 percent true. Uh, <laughs> but if you, but you, that's pretty, it's going to be up there with our favourite kits for the coming season in the Premiership, isn't it? The Bath one. Well, yeah. Gloss has not announced theirs yet. Oh, I can't no. wait for that's this. That's this week, isn't it? Is it? It's, yeah, it'll be must soon. be. Hold on, hold on to your hats. The, it's either going to be the best kit you've ever seen. I'm going for the best kit ever. Another jo- complete disaster. Or, or as bad as the two they've unveiled yeah. already. Uh, Claremont Avern. What do you make of their kit? Cudmore, Cudmore was holding it up in a little picture. It's reasonable. I mean, if you're going to have an out there pattern, which I don't like, camouflage is, is okay for me. I'm not 100% against it. And Should also, it's so small. Yeah, it's fine. There's no strange colours there. Yeah, it's quite standard, nice, actually. Yellow. How, how would you describe it for anyone that hasn't seen it? Yellow with a little bit of blue and yellow camouflage detail uh, down the side and on the sleeves. Which, it's just a standard Claremont kit. Which but... is a, a nod to the Yellow Army, the... Mm-hmm. Uh, fan base. Oh, so I, I quite like that. I think that's quite good. It's not for urban combat situations. No. <laughs> no. Ah. Yeah, it's nice. So we've got some good stash there. We've already talked about Argentina's beautiful change kit stash that we saw mm. in action against uh, Australia. Namibia. We. Uh, sure it looks just like one. a kit that you buy for your for your local club. It's yeah. off the rack that one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, a good week for stash. All in all. Mm, agreed. Good week for stash. Oh, and Toulouse have got a kit out. Have they? Is it BLK again? Uh, it's BLK and it's got a little fade down the middle. I bought some Toulouse BLK shorts. Oh, nice. They don't have a Toulouse badge on them. Do they not? No. I got them from one of the um, rugby sites online. That's scandalous. I know, they were sold as Tol- BLK Toulouse shorts. Oh, brilliant. I'll buy a pair of those. So, hang on, have you seen them on the internet? Do they have a Toulouse thing on? No, but I just assumed that they would do. I, I used to have some Toulouse kit. I didn't I look at it very closely. loved it. Yeah. It makes them beautiful. Well, yeah. they always have beautiful kit. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not. I'm not a massive fan of the USA's kit. Moving on to the no. Pacific Nations Cup, I don't know. I, I love. I mean, in in football World Cups, I think USA have quite often had some of the best kits. They're, really? They're, yeah. They're that lovely one with the sash. Yeah, they always have the diagonal night, sash thing. Night kit for their uh, yeah. football. <laughs> my my favourite kit, and I still can't really work out how they got <laughs> how they got it past whoever makes the kit rules. Do you remember the Mexican goalkeeper with the wings? Uh, Rene Higuita? No, uh, that was Colombian. Uh, um, uh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, I know. He took the penalties as well. Yes. The massive... It looks like someone puked on him. Yes, but <laughs> when he like opened up his arms, he had wings. Like, oh, bits. God. Serious? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That must have been banned. That, well, you can't have it, that. You were in cruising your surface area, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, 
You could have a sumo suit. Yeah. <laughs> but the America kit, nah, not so sure about it. I did, however, love, and I think we haven't busted out this music yet, but I know JB would have loved this as much as I did. Oh, my word. That 14-man maul <laughs> to score that try for the USA. That was maul porn right there. It was to, nice, that wasn't it? We could, we, we'd pitch a tent happily and go <laughs> ride horseback with those 14 guys in that mall who pushed over for it's the a tr- long night, Tim. For, the, <laughs> for, for the, some big boys as well. <laughs> for the decisive score against Japan. I predicted Japan would win that, and USA, fair play to them. That was, a, that was, a, was that their... They haven't beaten Japan in years, have they? Not and since the Second World War, no. Japan are... Uh, Maybe five or six places above them in the world rankings as well. Yeah, so it, it, it's a real bit of, quality team. Bit of an upset. Um, although, it, obviously, the home advantage. Yeah. We can watch uh, USA in South Africa, against South Africa. USA, South Africa. Maybe. We'll see if we can get tickets. Yeah, we're uh, thinking of going down, down, down to watching that. So. It's, a, it's a Olympic Park, isn't it? It yeah, is. Good, good exchange rate on your, the round to pound. You get some good cheap beers. Oh, no, no, <laughs> they're, there. they're playing in, uh, in, in the UK, Tim. Oh, in the UK? In the, yeah, it's the World I was going to say, in the World Cup. Cup. Oh, in the World Cup. Oh, my God. I was thinking, <laughs> oh, is there another warm-up game I'm not aware of? No, um, no, no. Fiji v Samoa, and again, a, a lovely, one of the things we love about rugby, you know, off the field, is the camaraderie of fans. We sit together, we share a beer and a laugh and a joke and all the rest of it. A nice touch again, Fiji and Samoa praying together after the game, all in one big huddle. Yeah, I love someone, to- needs, someone needs to educate them on, uh, on that whole praying stuff. Uh, yeah, if they want to. It's not, it's not, for, it's, it's not for me. You won't see me encouraging it, let's put it that way. I like the camaraderie of it again. I like yeah. it. And um, what a game. I've not uh, I've not seen this. I've not caught up. I've not seen yet. any of... It's in the score though, right? Yeah, yeah, 30 all. Yeah, and, a, and an awesome comeback. Crazy. Oh, was it a comeback? Yeah, there was, there was, there was like Fiji were, were gone. They were out of sight. Ah, yeah. Samoa overcame a 17-point deficit in the second half. Wow. Yeah. Last gasp. Penalty to level the scores. This competition's brilliant. I, I was yeah. I, I was looking at the rugby championship, thinking, "Oh, wouldn't it be nice if Fiji, Samoa, and were involved in this as well?" But actually, it's pretty awesome. These six teams, any one of them could win this tournament. Has Fiji got some sort of international ban of some description on it? Because uh, the military dictatorship. Yeah, they have had some issues, haven't they? Yeah, and that was what I think. So they can't the play reason. sevens and that sort of banter. No, they, they can play seven. There was for a short period of time they they were. I can't remember. They, they've had issues, haven't they? Yes. Um, understandable. So, I, I did see a bad... Um, it was a tweet from... I can't remember who it was. It was one of the uh, Samoan squad who's, who said they were getting a flight and uh, the Samoan management had all booked themselves first class and all the players were on the... Oh, the... All the massive Samoan players were on budget... I, yeah, the, coach. you do hear some awful things, don't you, about the uh, Samoan Rugby Union? In fact, there was um, the corruption a, of the. There was yeah, quite an interesting Australian piece about uh, where the Samoan Rugby Union is, like the offices, which basically at, at someone's house somewhere, and the amount of money which they've spent, undisclosed amounts of money. Yeah, and the players basically have to pay for their own travel. Yeah, and... the players' wages, the players' fees haven't gone up since like 1990s. Yeah. So whatever they were being paid then, they're still getting paid It's now. like a thousand Australian dollars yeah. they wow. get for a, for a tour. Yeah, it needs to be sorted. Absolutely. It needs Absolutely. got to be sorted. Yeah. Um, now, some, some news close to home and Joe Schmidt has signed a new contract with the Irish Rugby Football Union. Very nice. Yeah. 2017, is it? Yeah. I never just understand long this. Enough, just long enough to... Uh, to coach the Lions. To coach the Lions. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I only never understand giving a coach a new contract before the job is done. And the job for me is the World Cup. Yeah. Give him the contract after the World Cup, unless they're worried about him doing such a good job, South Africa might want him. Yeah. I mean, I get that's or, the only danger. I can well, there see. is that. Or, or, I think a well, lot of clubs would want him. That's A lot of people would want him. And I think that's that's an approach, JB. But then... If you have a great working relationship with someone who's already got a track record and made an impact and the players are really happy and everyone everything's positive, is why not send out a message to everyone involved? Mm. Like this happens. It doesn't matter what happened. It, like the rain, the, the you know, no pressure. You're operating just to win a World Cup. You're not operating to save your job and, mm. or anything like that. I yeah. see that, but if you have, if you have a builder doing your roof and he's not finished your roof yet. <laughs> you know, you don't finish paying for the job before it's done, and you certainly don't employ him to do the next job and uh, pay for it in advance. I do think that Schmidt, uh, based on two Six Nations 
two wins and just a general all-round performance that he has got that team. Mm. He's no Gatland, though, is he? uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) The World Cup would always be a stretch for Ireland. Um, But I think this is the best shot they've ever had at it. The funny thing with Ireland is every World Cup feels like their best shot. He's not going to lose... He's not going to lose his job unless they have an absolute unmitigated disaster. Who have they got, got in their in their group? They've got France, yeah, very beatable. Um, Italy, Canada, Romania. That's the group. That's their group. Who's in New Zealand's group then? Uh, New Zealand, Argentina, Ugh. beatable. Tonga, Georgia, Namibia. My word, these groups They're, are very strange. They, they, the England, Wales, Australia group. That's every time, ridiculous. Every time you look at it, it gets worse and worse and worse. <laughs> Especially when you compare it to those others. Ugh. And if you do get out, out, out that group, you're not going to be in great shape. Well, if, I don't know. There's two chains of thought there. Like you mentioned South Africa earlier, they can have a nice... Basically, they've got a warm-up to the group, to the to the actual World Cup mm. for them, which is the knockout stages. Yeah. And England, have got, and England, Wales or Australia, whoever emerges from that will be like battle-hardened and, and ready, and they'll have gone through some pretty tough times already. Yeah, yeah. there's battle-hardened, and then there's like going going um, uh, uh, over the top and losing half your squad. Um, <laughs> because no one's ever played Wales and thought, God, that, that was easy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> nice, nice. I'm to be fair, no one's Gently played... tackle yeah. Jamie Roberts. Yeah. yeah, Jamie Roberts in full flight. Yeah, nice, gentle tackle. Exactly. It's like rucking against combine harvesters. <laughs> they are so physical. The, the only good thing about... The England Wales group is if you win it, you have got an easy. You avoid both South Africa and New Zealand. Mm. You take the e- easier route. You'd play whoever comes second in South Africa's group, say Samoa, yep. and then you'd play the winner most likely of France and Ireland's group. So See, you've got and, an easier run. And after the group stage, if England finish top of the group stages, you'll be sitting back as an Englishman. I, I will be sitting back feeling very very smug about. Having to dodge those two bullets well, till the final. Yeah, well, Australia are going to... The more I watch Australia, the more I think they're the ones that are going to top, top the group. No, I just think England's pack will do them. Nah. I don't think there's a better pack in the world. I do. I think I think the Welsh pack's better. And <laughs> I think... Uh, probably the, the, Irish, the Irish pack's pretty good. Wales haven't got a tight head. They've got... He's recovering. <laughs> They've hey, got Wales, a tight head. Wales might have a tight head. He's currently injured. He's recovering and uh, Thomas Francis is pretty good. So let's, let's, let's mm. do with that. Thomas Francis mm. put in Don- a great... Doncaster's Thomas Francis. He put in a great performance against Saracens and then got taken apart by Gloucester. Mm, yeah, Nick Wood of all people. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. The jury hmm. is very much out. But um, we've talked about Wales's failings there. Uh, we should... Just while we're on the subject of the World Cup, we, we we completely forgot in amongst all the chat last week, we completely forgot to do our continue our A to Z of the Rugby World Cup. Um, so get us back on track, Phil. Where are we at? Uh, PQR, we are at. Yeah. Um, Q, Q's a challenge. It is, isn't it? Uh, I've got one. I've got quite well. Did Quade Cooper ever play? He did. Do you not remember Quade Cooper? Oh, it was this a New Zealand game? No, against Wales. Was it Wales or New Zealand? It was in the semi-finals or the third place playoff of the last World Cup the 2011 World Cup where he did a massive step with no one around him and ruptured his cruciate ligament oh yeah <laughs> glad you found that funny Phil <laughs> I kind of grimacing and laughing at the same time but more laughing <laughs> we could embrace the, the ugly side of rugby the bit necessary side of rugby the, the whole commercialism of it and go Qantas wallabies but I'm not going to do that <laughs> why not Tim Qantas pay for everything they, they ferry the wallabies around they give the money uh, to nourish the game from grassroots <laughs> upwards, you should be you should be fully embracing Qantas. Spot the spot the raging capitalist that's, in the room. That's correct. <laughs> uh, the one I've got is, um, and I'm probably pronouncing this wrong. Gonza- Gonzalo Quesada, Argentinian oh, fly uh, half. Yeah. Yes, who top point scored in '99. He did, uh, and he has the record, uh, joint record of eight penalties in a, a single World Cup match, a single match. It's quite good, isn't it? It is quite good. There's, there's a few people who've, who've done that. So that's a, Gonzalo that's a good... Casada. Casada. He's in. He's in. Is it excellent? Uh, P and R then. I, I've got one standout R, but okay. Um, but should we do P then? P. Okay. Um, Percy Montgomery. Percy. I've I've got Percy on my I've got Percy on my list. I, I've actually um, gone for. Cause I'm, I feel like we're doing just people. I'm uh, try, trying to move it away from people where possible. Uh-huh. So I've gone for Paris, which has um, hosted, th- hosted 
games in the World Cup three times in 91, 99 and 2007, which is the most of any city. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the final in 2007. I was going to say, is it, was it, was it, oh, no, it was, the, though, it was the Millennium Stadium that hosted that match in 07, wasn't it? It was that match. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That the match. The problem with Paris is it's not a great rugby city. It's not a great stadium. It's not a great city. Uh, full uh, stop. It's like a, it's like some sort of museum. It's but too, like, too busy. Yeah, and then you go out to the stadium, which is in the middle of nowhere in Saint-Denis, and it's absolutely horrendous. Have you ever heard of Paris Syndrome? No, what is that? Is that when you get depressed? It, yeah, it's, it's, people go into a state of shock. It's, it's particularly common with um, Jap- Japanese tourists. Seriously? This, this is a genuine, I, this I can, is a genuine medical condition, uh, described as a medical condition. So... In Japan, Paris is like painted as, as this ideal, idyllic, picturesque town, and Japanese tourists get over there and they go into like a state of shock because it's dirty, noisy, Full everyone's of rude. Yeah, loads of homeless. It's horrible. People I hate hassling that. you, trying to sell you stuff, and they do go into like yeah, it yeah. is um, similar to like post-traumatic stress disorder. Kind I don't of think thing. we should put Paris in for that, for that simple reason. <laughs> yeah. And also, it's not traditionally a rugby town. All this rugby is really played in the south. In the south. There's, so you've there's got this little enclaves. Yeah. And I mean, Russing, a relatively um, recent addition to, to the rugby landscape. Uh, and actually, to a certain degree, so are Stade Francais. Hmm. Let's well, let, well let's just okay. let's go with Percy, Percy unless someone can tell us anything different. Yeah. Uh, and rugby podcast on Twitter uh, if, if there's a better P. Um, R, I just thought and it's very selfish an Englishman, but I just thought Jason Robinson might be, a, might be a shout. Robinson was incredible in both two, 2003 yeah, and, and 07. Uh, in 07, 07, do you not remember? He pulled his hamstring in the, first, in the first game and everyone thought he was out and they like had him sleeping in an oxygen, oxygen chamber or whatever the hell they do to get these players fit. <laughs> Whatever they think What they did in 2003. Yeah. Uh, but, but and we got mu- back to the for the final exactly. But I'm very much willing to accept a, 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 a oh what was that <laughs> a, a different a different suggestion. I like Robinson. I like Robinson. I'm big big fan of his. Huge fan of that. Let's put him in. Cool. Uh, Jason Robinson uh, incidentally has been saying that Sam, oh, Sam Burgess. Sam I Burgess. thought you were talking about Nicky Robinson. Like <laughs> <Flyhoff>. <laughs> Sam Burgess has um has well has got the backing of Jason Robinson. For what the, does that mean? For the what World does that Cup? possibly mean? For, How do they know each other? All right, they have no similar skill sets. They don't play in, play in the same position. They don't live in the same area. They don't play for the same club. <laughs> they don't even play the same position. The only thing they've got in common is they both played Union and League. Jason Robinson said, I sympathise a lot with where Sam's at and I know what he's going through, blah, blah, blah. He said, I made the England team in three months of my cross-code change and then Alliance tour in four. So it can be done. So, so, oh, I get it. It's a humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's I really, I see where he's coming from. I mean, I made it in three months. And then last time four. <laughs> what can you do, eh? Tough. It, it is different as a I, winger. It's how very do you sympathise with a man who's earning uh, £1.3 million over three years? Uh, £1.5 million. Pounds. Yeah, over three years. Who, who, is, who is literally half his weight in gold. Yes, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah, as we've learned before. Yeah, I really sympathise with a six foot five, fairly handsome chap earning one point five five million pounds, who happens to be friends with Russell Crowe. I sympathise with that guy. Uh, in the and same... Bruce Craig. I'm Bruce Craig. It is Bruce Craig. <laughs> uh, I'm just just one thing maybe to uh, to leave with. There's a picture from the England training in Denver, and it's of David Wilson running full tilt and his his effort face. Um, are you ready for this? Wow. <laughs> That's a little bit like Brad Barrett in that picture. <laughs> yeah. Did you see any of the? There was some video that released by England Rugby of them playing uh, American football in a warm up, and he it just he did a really nice little celebration, like scores a scores a touchdown, of course, slams and a little dance, slams the ball <laughs> down, a little dance. <laughs> hmm. Uh, are we done? Uh, well, how long? How long? How long? Have we well, we've done time. Time. No problem with time. Let's just put bang on. Um, yeah, I think we're done. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think we're done, gents. Awesome. Phil, so you, you can get back to your hangover. Yes. Yeah. Oh, go and rehydrate, refuel. I'm, I'm going back to the gym. 
<laughs> what? Well, there's you know, there's players to scout. <laughs> Got a little tape measure. We'll be measuring biceps and stuff. <laughs> Purple Aki. <laughs> That's only a reference anyone in the northwest would know. But well, yeah. Purple Aki is one of those local legends. The northwest and Glastonbury, where it's completely okay to fly the flag of male rapists because because that's cool. Have you not seen that? There was no. a purple oh, yeah, flag. Oh, yeah, that's flag in Glastonbury of the Year. Imagine if I just started waving flags of known rapists. Well, Crikey. Is he definitely been done for that? Well, whatever. It's sexual offenders. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's, he's got a few convictions. Last, last arrested <laughs> in... Sexual offences, maybe. Last arrested in my hometown of Flandidno. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is he looking yeah. for you? Yeah, well, anyway, I've, I've, I've got my Jimmy Savile, Savile flag for the World Cup. <laughs> so, you know, why not? You did so well at keeping it all PC and above board then, JB. But, uh, <laughs> never mind. Right, uh, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. We'll be back next week. Is there any rugby between now and then other than the Pacific Championship? Uh, is there the next, Cup? Uh, no, the next round of... Um, no. Next one of Rugby Championship. Surely. That's no, it's two weeks. Is till it that? two weeks? Ah, August 15th. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, any, any ideas for stuff we can do on a, on a week of very little rugby, um, let us know. But um, yeah, at rugby, at rugby Podcast on Twitter, listen via ACAST, subscribe on iTunes, we'd leave your messages there, and we'll see you next time. Nice one, JB. Cheers, Tim. Nice one, Phil. Cheers, Tim. In a bit. <laughs>